Hello everyone, welcome back to the Relay Bitcoin podcast. Crazy times currently. God damn. What's what's happening, Andre? What what did you do with the Bitcoin price? <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, they know Bitcoin Atlantis is coming, so everybody's <laughs> buying BTC to buy tickets to come to Madara. <laughs> no, I don't know. It actually helps that it's pumping, so uh, it's uh, I get, we have a good timing for the conference, I guess. <laughs> it, it, it couldn't be better because, you know, probably the ETF will be there and the price will probably, you know, hit an all-time high until then and the uh, halving will be around the corner and like in the middle of this yes. thing and, and organizing this crazy conference in the middle of the Atlantic yeah. in Madeira on this nice island. I've never been, but I'm really looking forward to go there. So tell us more about, obviously, Andre Locha is an OG Bitcoiner and the organizer of um, the Madeira conference, the first edition of the uh, Bitcoin Atlantis uh, conference in Madeira next year, beginning of March. Um, how did this all come about and what's happening currently? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Is, is this your full-time job now to creating? This? Well, <laughs> it kind of grew uh, into a monster of a conference. So, yeah, it kind of took over my life, uh, especially <laughs> for these last few months, of course. Um, well, how it happened, it's... Um, it's actually, I still pinch myself on how, how everything unfolded into this uh, reality that I'm dealing with right now. Um, it was a you know, short summary, uh, um, a chain of events that led to this uh, conference. Of course, the conference is just uh, one of the arms of uh, um, free, the Free Madera nonprofit that, I'm, that I founded here in Madera. Uh, with the goal of um, education and adoption of Bitcoin here. Free Madera itself uh, has a lot of plans, of course, and it's our yearly work, basically. Uh, from Bitcoin touches everything, as you know, so it goes from education to remittances. We're creating a Bitcoin business hub here, uh, trying to attract Bitcoin companies and individuals to the island. Um, we're fostering um, some... Um, uh, it's a new concept, but it's a mix of hackathon slash uh, academy project with Gigi and Pablo here in Madeira as well. And we're hoping to attract other uh, projects as projects that we are working with and uh, will unveil soon. Uh, so that, that there's a lot of work being done at Frimadera, either at the beginning or, or uh, already launched, and, and but still in the beginning of the process, basically. Um, and the conference uh, is organized by Frimadera, um, mm -hmm. was just a, a, an idea, basically, that I launched to the advisory board that grew out of proportions. Um, it was just, in the beginning, it was just, a, um, my idea was to just develop a, a small conference, basically bring the advisory board over and it would be a way to keep the conversation with the with the government and some public entities and private stakeholders, you know, um, carry on the education further. Uh, but then, because of the advisory board, uh, some big names started confirming. So, who is um, this advisory board? <laughs> who is? Well, the there's many people on the advisory board. Um, Jeff Booth. Um, um, <coughs> Sorry, Troy Cross, um, Larry Leopard, 
Greg, Gigi, Pablo, Max Illebrand, Samson, uh, there's, there's many people, uh, you know, Daniel, Knut, there's so yeah, many that I, that I forget half of it. Um, all the big names in, in Europe all, and beyond. In, in all the, the big names. We are very fortunate that yeah. uh, they are helping with this since the beginning. Um, and because of them, uh, we started having a lot of confirmations from other big speakers, uh, like especially the big names like Jack Dorsey and Michael Saylor and Jack Mahlers and so on. Michael Saylor uh, is coming in. Yes, Brazil. yes. And, um, and suddenly, uh, you know, I had to realize <laughs> that, you know, it, it, it basically stopped being this small, smallish conference that I was planning to, to do. And, you know, I, as everything in my life, I decided, well, if we're doing this, let's do it well. Um, let's aim go big. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. Let's, yeah. let's put Madero on the map um, once and for all. Uh, let's go for this, uh, let's, let's do an amazing week in Madeira. And so we did, and we started working on it, and now we have this conference in a stadium uh, with many, many good people involved, people that are helping directly with the conference and are, that, that are going to have uh, spaces within the conference for themselves, like uh, BTC sessions, we'll have a workshop area, um, you know, Ben Ark is will be responsible for the Ellen Bits Maker Bits uh, Acrospace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fractal Encrypt is helping with the art gallery. Uh, we have Scott and Mallory from Shamory working on the kids area and a bunch of others. And please forgive me, all the others that I that I leave out because so many people are helping. But we have Martel Fox responsible for the Pitch Day organization. Um, we have Natalie, Rachel, Valerie Love responsible for the women's events. Uh, we have uh, Josias Carbon, you know, Coach Carbon responsible for all the sports events. We have a oh, golf yeah. tournament. Uh, we have boat trips. We have track trips. We have the pleb walk team with us. We have Tim Satoshi doing the half run. Run. We have uh, <laughs> so many satellite events happening. And good people helping that it's going to be a fantastic week in, in Madeira. This, apart from, of course, the main stage and the open source stage and the kids area stage and the book corner and many other things that we're doing okay, okay, okay. in terms how of conversations people, itself. <laughs> how, how many people can you fit on this island? Because <laughs> there are so many people. Well, the island is, um, is on top of a very, very, very inactive uh, volcano base made of uh, really hard rock, so it it won't go down. <laughs> um, if you want to lose your wallets, you have to get on a boat. The Madeira is not sinking. Uh, <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, we can fit a lot of people. We have a great venue. Um, uh, we're aiming for five thousand people. Um, how things are going? Hopefully, I think we're gonna get there. Um, so it's going to be a great event and there's many, many, many other places around uh, where we're doing the satellite events that are also great. Um, you know, we're having a music festival in a very cool park near the venue. Theo Katzman is headlining the festival. Uh, we're going to have a special meetup at Nidi Design Center, which is a very cool bar slash restaurant in the port of Funchal. 
Uh, we're going to have a new day, 100% in Portuguese, the day before the conference in an another uh, conference hall that was inaugurated last year. They're an amazing place as well. Uh, we have the Mega Pleb uh, dinner on Sunday uh, for 650 people. Uh, the, the famous uh, skewer, meat on skewer that we have here in Madeira, the traditional espetada. Uh, it's, I'm leaving, I'm leaving stuff out, but it's <laughs> many and things are happening. Person to organize this because you you're born and raised and you lived your whole life in Madeira, right? So you know yes. basically all the good places, you know all the people, you even know the politicians, and that's how it all evolved as well, right? Because you basically wanted to orange pill the the people and also the government, and you kind of got the even the president of Madeira uh, on board for this whole uh, I mean yes. him, so you got him on board for Bitcoin and then also for this free Madeira and for this big conference and you convinced him that it's a good it can be a very good thing for him and his people in Madeira as a as a country right yes it all happened because of that as well you know the president was very open to the idea from the beginning um, it would, which was very very helpful um, I want to make sure people understand that we are uh, an independent nonprofit, so we are, we are not government entity, uh, not at all. Of course, we we appreciate the support, and the president does support our, our venture. Um, it was important from the start, since he since he accepted to go to to the Miami conference last year, when he announced that it was uh, you know supporting uh, Bitcoin. And this is, you know, he's not fully orange-pilled, but he understands that Bitcoin is different from the rest and that there's a, a, um, a big um, stack of new people. <laughs> uh, the, because Madeira was, especially after COVID, uh, a lot of nomads and remote workers chose Madeira to live. So we saw this movement and they saw this, that these people was, was, you know, they were working with these new technologies, you know, where they were supporting this. And it's part of, it's part of his overall strategy um, to diversify the Madeira economy a bit, uh, a bit out of tourism exclusive, exclusively. I think COVID was an eye-opener there as well, mm -hmm. I guess. And um, and he feels that you know in the new digital world, Madeira is finally um, will have some advantages instead of the natural disadvantages that it had in the past. You know, being an island in the middle of the Atlantic, but now in a very connected digital world, we do have advantages. We are very, very you know, amazing quality of life. Digital infrastructure here is top-notch um, and, and physical as well. Madeira is a very good place to live. We have everything, very cosmopolitan place. Uh, not that big and, and a very good place to be a test net. So to introduce new technologies, you know, test them out. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, the and, and that way with, the, with some, you know, some nicer fiscal policies as well attract people, individual businesses to, to you know, human capital and business capital to the island yeah. so that they can diversify a bit from, from tourism only and, uh, you know, increase the technology part of the economy, I guess. Totally, totally. So that's, these were the, so the name of uh, the president's Miguel Felipe Machado de Albuquerque. Am I, yes. Uh, 
yeah. pronouncing this right. Yeah, he he's a great guy, and I think he really, as as you said, like he's a he's a very good politician, and he's a, he's also kind of he's thinking entrepreneurial. So he really wants to bring yes. Madeira kind of to the next level, and wants to create uh, wealth and prosperity on on the island for people. And he see he has a very technology neutral uh, approach. So it's not that he's like super like Bitcoin maxi yes. or whatever. Um, but he, he just sees Bitcoin as an instrument to create more economic uh, freedom and activity on the island, right? And, uh, Absolutely, I, I and, he's, uh, and they're, supporting, they're supporting other ventures that they see fit for Madeira, for example. They, they you know, outside of the Bitcoin world, they, they recently introduced this um, cluster of um, basically a startup incubator for sea-related technologies because we are in an island, so, you know, we have a lot of sea around us. And uh, so he's attracting, uh, you know, sea startups to that cluster. Mm -hmm. uh, they're doing this new um, hospital, for example, and half of the hospital will be a university slash new technologies uh, for health. So attracting health uh, startups there as well. So. It's part of the overall strategy uh, of uh, diversifying away from the traditional uh, sectors that Madeira relied on in the past. Yeah. Why is it a good place? You said there's great digital infrastructure and I've heard that there's a very, very good internet connection there, for example. Or yes. what, what are the factors that make it good for you know, freelancers, digital nomads, but also startups and you know, Bitcoin companies to settle in Madeira? It's our exclusive service for private clients, family offices and small or medium-sized companies looking to buy or sell large amounts of Bitcoin. As a Relay private client, you have a full team focusing on your needs. A dedicated account manager guides you every step of the way. You also get personalized 24-7 support and gain access to exclusive reports and industry insights created by Relay. If that sounds like something you or somebody you know should check out, click the link in the description or head over to relay.app slash private. Well, depending on, on uh, what you do exactly, um, uh, on what the startups uh, do, uh, you have uh, different factors that may interest you, I guess, in terms of taxation, because yeah. even the normal regime is um, already more favorable than the mainland, for example. Uh, there's a tax differential to the mainland. Okay. Uh, but there's other cases where you can even uh, be, um, it can be even more favorable for if you're a technology company, for example, and you export a lot, so your clients are out of Madeira for the most part, uh, you can incorporate at the tax-free zone, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll have to comply with other requirements, but uh, if you do have a lot of profits, for example, it may be... Um, may be interesting because the tax the corporate tax rate is quite low on the five percent mm -hmm. so there are other um, advantages fiscal advantages and also it's just the the human advantages as well i guess you know i was talking about digital infrastructure because we are very well um, you know connected um, we have uh, so the, the 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 data cables all go through Madeira, and you know the ones that cross the Atlantic Ocean. So we have very, very high internet speeds all over, and uh, very good also five G coverage all over the island and stuff like that. Um, but also the the human factor. So the the quality of life here is amazing. So and I think businesses. Um, 
you know, more and more uh, relate to that for the, for the human capital that they have in their own businesses. You know, people want to have a good mix of you know, private life and, and, and business life. And in you know, I, I think you can, you can get it all, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, we have good schools for our kids. Life is safe and easy and access to the nature all around us from mountain to sea, you know. It's a it's a great place for sports oriented people, you know. Um, so it's it's a great place to live overall, while still being um, cosmopolitan. We are very touristic. We get people from all over the world, so you don't feel like you're in uh, just this rural, uh, calm area. You have plenty to do in in Funchal, the main capital. Good restaurants, good food, and you know, good good cultural life as well. So it's a good mix. Uh, it's a, it's a good place to live, basically. <laughs> Absolutely, the, the weather is always good. Uh, apparently, yeah. like it's always between twenty and thirty degrees uh, Celsius. The island of eternal spring, as they call it. Yeah, <laughs> eternal spring. Like, what else would you want? Like right now in Switzerland, it's miserable. It's like zero degrees. It's gray. There's no snow, but there's rain sometimes, and like it's just you know, it's yeah. I, I haven't seen the sun for like a week. <laughs> yeah, Switzerland is beautiful, but there's the the weather thing is is hard now. Just now, I'm looking at the window. It's it's sunny outside. Uh, the sea is very nice. The, actually, the sea temperature now, right now is 22 degrees. You you can go swimming. It's amazing. <laughs> and um, well, for us, it's cold. We are just like already. <laughs> but it's certainly not now. Like we, when we have, uh, it's actually curious because. We are so uh, badly um, accustomed to the <laughs> to to low temperatures that we already say that the you know it's 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 cold outside, but it's like uh, I don't know the air temperature must must be around twenty twenty one right now and mm -hmm. the sea temperature is actually higher it's twenty two, yeah. and um, when you see the tourists coming over this time of the year, we are already with our light jackets. Uh, but you see the English and the German, they are on their shorts and t-shirts because it's summer for them, you know? <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hell yeah, come to Switzerland and then you will, you will appreciate 20 degrees in summer. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> uh, so nice. I, can, I, um, uh, can I recommend a, um, an event, a side event, surfing? Have you done every like? Is every anything planned with surfing? Because I know Joe Hall is surfing. I'm a, I'm a, a passionate surfer, not a very good one, but a passionate one. You're a surfer as well. Yeah, we we should definitely do something like that. Yeah. We were um, considering doing it already. Um, I actually reached out to some of the people. I didn't know you were a surfer. I never imagined a guy living in Switzerland was a surfer. So, uh, well, fair <laughs> <point>. <laughs> no, but I'm surf. I, I started surfing in 2015 in Australia, and ever since, at least once or twice a year, I go surfing somewhere. I was just in Costa Rica surfing. Um, oh. We'll have to do something. Well, and I, I would love to go surfing in, in Madeira because in Europe there's not a lot of places. It's France and uh, and Spain and Portugal, so obviously the Atlantic coast, and then, then Madeira is one of the yes. like, few places where you can surf. Yeah. Madeira is actually considered the the uh, Hawaii of Europe uh, in terms of surf. Um, mm -hmm. There's surf all around the island, uh, some smaller waves to big waves. Actually, there's a the place very well known for the big waves. Uh, the big wave surfers come here to practice during winter. 
um, in Giardino Mar, but that's really hardcore for a very experienced surfers because it's rock and it's close to the, you know, it's for experienced guys. <laughs> but there's other places around the island where you get, you know, you get more gentle waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem, of course, with, the, you know, uh, with surf as a satellite event is you're always dependent on the, on the, um, on the weather conditions, you know, on the on the if the if the if the if the sea is coming from the south or the north, or you or you you know choosing the place to surf, it's it's sometimes hard, uh, but we'll try to make it happen. I mean, there's there's good like magic seaweed. Uh, I think now it's called Surfline. Uh, there are good applications where you can check. I think usually ten to fourteen days uh, forecast. So I think a week before we could definitely start planning. Yes, that's what uh, Juan, the brother of my wife, actually is a surf instructor. And I was talking with them about it, uh, exactly because I was thinking of already doing this. And they told me, oh, yeah, we can see, it's probably the same thing. We can know more or less 12, uh, 12 days in advance and say, okay, and then I can only announce it 12 days before the conference. <laughs> you can always announce it before. <coughs> Like gather the, the the interested people together, and then if it happens, great. If not, look, everyone yeah. knows how it is with stuff. Exactly, like we'll do it. <laughs> nice, nice. Really looking forward to that. So cool. I also wanted to talk uh, quickly about mining, because it, it, is it true that Madeira basically has very good conditions uh, or very good um, uh, pre preconditions for mining, and is this also one of the um, pillars? where um, the president or like the government of Madeira wants to attract miners because there's you know a lot of energy wind energy i think you, you also talked well about energy that's there. that's not really the case mm-hmm. I, I maybe w- what we want is to introduce mining as a possibility for the public power company because uh, in Madeira there's it's it's a monopoly there's only the the public power company managing the whole um, electricity infrastructure uh, let's put it this way, um, but there's many advantages, and and you know being part of the EU and all they all all those renewable targets, you know that they're aiming for in terms of uh, renewable penetration and so on. But in Madeira is even harder, that I would say, to implement these technologies um, from other places because we are an island, right? And and you know it's a closed circuit, so we are trying to. I won't say orange pill, but at least um, uh, teach them is a hard word, but you know, make them understand how the technology works for the technicians themselves, mm-hmm. so they can see the advantage of integrating mining as a base load for um, and, and the excess uh, buyer of last resort yep. for them to accommodate in their overall energy strategy. You know. Yep. They, they have been uh, spending millions in the past in battery farms and other stuff to accommodate the spikes of the renewable introduction, right? Um, but the reality is it's, it's hard. And when you see the numbers, um, we still rely on imported fuel um, with all the damages that they ha- that, that has, you know, besides importing uh, uh, fuel from the outside. Uh, we're still consuming with all the, you know, the, the environment uh, problems that that causes to the island as well, um, because we it's it's still unreliable and you cannot uh, 
increase a lot the load factor from the from the renewables without providing the base load stabilization of others of other stuff and that's where bitcoin miners can be introduced Mm -hmm. um, there's also another project that I'm working on with the well I'm trying to put off the ground with the with Mark Morton from Skilling Mining. Uh, we're working the numbers on a possible biomass project. Um, so a lot of the biomass from the wine production, the, the, the cane production, so the remains of the agriculture are still wasted nowadays. And there's the possibility to possibly monetize that through energy production while getting fertilizer at the same at the same time mm. and uh, if the numbers work we we're possibly taking that project off the ground which i would love to see happening and this would only this would not only um, help the energy grid of madeira but also reduce the imports of fuel again uh, on the mm. other side so it would be amazing to see stuff like this ha happening in madeira and, and because of bitcoin you know Mm -hmm. And you do get a lot of natural uh, sustainable energy, right? With mainly wind or also water energy or what is the main energy mix? Of? Yes, but we are we, we don't have a lot of water energy. What we do is uh, again because of the the high frequency of the um, renewable factor of uh, of production within the wind and and solar, mm -hmm. they had to create projects like the the um, the water battery so they created this big lagoon uh, that basically works as a battery you know they keep the water there uh, but when they need the the electricity they they send the water down right because and they when they, of that they yeah need when they don't need they send the water up again to um, um, wind um, uh, wind uh, sorry i don't remember the word now the wind blades or whatever yeah. And um, but it's basically uh, workarounds and investments to uh, again uh, you know, have a way to keep the energy stored basically. Yeah. yeah, and that could be done with just mining Bitcoin. You can monetize exactly. the energy. And exactly. It's, it's even better, right? Then somehow because you will lose a lot of energy if you if you try to store it somehow with some strange workarounds. Why Unfortunately, not? Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, the, the conversation has been changing lately, as you know. Uh, even the mainstream media now, uh, international, are, is changing a lot on the, finally, on the, on the advantages that mining can have for the environment and for the grids and for everyone. Yeah. Uh, finally helping, but, you know, these people, the government officials, they, they were still a lot affected by the old news, the FUD, you know, the, the you know, Bitcoin miners were just here to consume all the energy of the world and we were going to die and, you know, in a ball of flames. <laughs> I, I just saw last week a report from 2017. I think it was one of the mainstream, you know, you, you laugh so hard looking at this, at the, at the, of these things in the past saying that in 2020, Bitcoin mining would consume all the energy of the world, yeah. you know, we're still... <laughs> but finally, slowly, things are changing and we hopefully will add uh, more education to the process and, and eventually things will, will be normal, right? Absolutely. And that's really the big value of such a big conference is that, you know, all these very knowledgeable, experienced, you know, Bitcoin experts come here and the whole population, including the, <coughs> the, the politicians, the regulators, the leaders of the companies, the entrepreneurs, all of them 
probably coming. I mean, that that must be the biggest event in Madeira, right? At, in oh yes. This week, right? So everyone will look at it. Will come. They will all. Um, you know, no, I would. I would say even more, Julian, if we can really make that happen, if we get the numbers that we're aiming for, it's going to be big, the biggest event of Madeira ever. So um, I don't think I, I've, I've spoken to older people and um, there, was, there wasn't ever an event that for 5,000 people in Madeira. So yeah, it's going to be great. And also the big names, you know, especially, na especially names that weren't, directly connected to Bitcoin, mm -hmm. like Jack Dorsey, you know, yeah. he's a, a very well-known tech CEO before Bitcoin even existed, yeah. um, you know, create a lot of fuzz and curiosity. And also one of the big aims, of course, is to attract the locals and the government officials and the stakeholders. Mm -hmm. um, one of the goals is, is exactly that, you know, pre-coiners, no-coiners, come, you know, come and learn yeah. Uh, because it's a major opportunity to increase the local adoption and understanding of the technology. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, everyone will look at it, right? It's going to attract so much attention. And that's why it's so good. I think, you know, every country should have one like big event like this. Obviously, it cannot be as big, but, you know, th these conferences are a reason for people to deal with Bitcoin, to learn more and more about Bitcoin. And that's how exactly how you said before, education is so crucial and it just takes a lot of time. And if we just let it, uh, let the, the traditional media do the education about Bitcoin, well, then we're not going to end up in a good place, right? So we need yeah. to... Uh, we need to do this, and it's great that you have um, uh, founded this association with Free Madeira and all these initiatives and Orange Pill to government, etc. I think it is really the way to go, and I'm really looking forward to to this conference. What is it that you are mostly looking forward to? Like, what's 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 going to be the highlight for you in this uh, these two three days of? <laughs> it's hard. Um, there's so much thing, so many things happening that I don't even know if I can just point an eyelid, eyelid, you know, it's, I don't know, from, the programming of the main stage is uh, ridiculously good, uh, we had, um, again, uh, the support of big names, we, we decided to, to keep it very clear and very educative on the main stage, so we don't have any, you know, smaller sponsors, things, and, you know, paid things and we, we keep we kept it very clean on the main stage mm -hmm. uh, we divided it into blocks we're, we're gonna have three days of conference six blocks uh, um, and every block has its own curator and you know the names are amazing like one of the blocks is Preston Pish the other one is Daniel Prince uh, another block is Alex Gladstein another is Troy Cross another is myself the Madeira block and Jeff Booth to finalize Nice. And they were very specific on their their blogs with the aim of getting the most fruitful conversations possible. So it's <laughs> big panels, I mean long panels, so the, we can get deep conversations on the topics. And, um, and we're going to have some very, very good keynotes. Um, it, it's, it's an amazing programming on, on, the, on the main stage. Mm. But we have one, 120 speakers confirmed already. Wow. So the open source stage is going to be fantastic as well. Uh, yeah. Of course, a lot more focused on the communities, on the technology part, Nostra, <laughs> Lightning, you know, all of that, developers. 
but we're going to have great conversations on the open source stage. Uh, and we have great people helping us there as well, like Marcy and, and Anna, um, Gigi. Um, and we're creating this. Um, yeah, well, he's helping us with the programming um, since the beginning, actually. Mm-hmm. And we're actually going to have their, you know, their project, um, well, our project, I'm involved as well, <laughs> with uh, Gigi and Pablo uh, called the Sovereign Engineering that is going to launch uh, at the beginning of January here in Madeira. And when it finalizes, they're going to present at the open source stage as well. Um, so we're going to have a, a lot of good guys um, there and a lot of good panels and keynotes um, at the open source stage as well. And we have some smaller stages as well. With you know, we have a book corner just with book authors conversations. We have the gallery that's going to have conversations of itself as well. Even in the kids area, there's a small stage, uh, more for the mothers and the families and so on. But uh, there's, there's programming for everyone. That's so good, so good. Oh my god, I'm really looking forward to that. I can't wait to come. I will come for at least 10 days because I will need two, three days before to, you know, relax a bit, calm, calm down, surf. And surf. <laughs> and, exactly. and then there will be like this, these couple of pre-events that I've already got invited to. Looking really forward, really forward to that one. And then these two, uh, I think it's two or three days, first till the oh, yeah. third. Yeah, and I forgot to mention, Maybe. besides our own satellite events, there are many other satellite events, satellite events that are being programmed by, you know, other people. Uh, There's, you know, my first Bitcoin is going to do an event here before. Um, The guys from Fulmo Raspberry Blitz are doing an event as well. Um, There's many things are happening, you know. I've done before. I got some invites already. And then after it as well, I think on the 4th, there's this kind of, I heard something, I think, around hiking or something. So there are probably going to be some post events as well. Yes, yes. Many things are going to happen. Smaller things, bigger things. some private things, some open things, some there's there's things for everyone. There's there's parties. We have already like three parties confirmed, nice. um, in very cool places. Uh, there's things for everyone, from morning runs to hike runs, you know, high hikes in the mountains to mm-hmm. to surfing trips to boat trips to <laughs> there's many many things to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the problem with most that most people will have is that they won't be able to to join every mm-hmm. every one of them. They'll have to be selective. <laughs> Absolutely, but and also maybe not <coughs> tickets. I mean, yeah, five thousand sounds like a lot, but it's like the whole Bitcoin world, especially in a bull market. You know, a lot of new coiners as well want to come there. And 5,000 already seems like a, a small uh, size. So you should get everything, everyone out there should get their tickets. <laughs> Absolutely, <soon> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, and I, if we do get to the 5,000, you know, it's going to be hard to... <laughs> People will have to select very well their, their what they want to do here in Madeira because they won't be able to do everything. No. You know, I'm already confirming to that myself. I'll have to select myself where I'm going to be because I can't go to everything. <laughs> no, no, yeah, focus is important. No, it's yes. going to be super, super cool. But cura- so curating is very hard, actually. <laughs> I can, Putting I stuff can, out is very hard. <laughs> I can imagine because you probably also have more options than you can really implement, right? You yeah. cannot do everything. You cannot have everyone on stage. You cannot have every event. You need to curate. Yeah. Yes. A, that's a hard job. But thank you for doing this. Thank you for putting it together. This is very important. It's going to be super exciting and a life-changing experience for everyone. 
I hope so. <laughs> Thank you, Andre. Oh, I have a last question before yes. I, I ask this question to every uh, podcast guest. I don't know if you know, but uh, so you, I, I expect you to own some Bitcoin. What What's the portion of your total wealth that you keep in Bitcoin in percentage wise? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know the exact number, but uh, I'm very responsible because I'm truly bullish. Yeah, irresponsible <laughs> in a way that I'm very, very bullish on Bitcoin. So I have way more than I should. <laughs> Basically, all my savings are in, in Bitcoin. Of course, I have a family and I have, uh, I have businesses and I have uh, a, a fiat earning that I can you know, deal with my, my life. Uh, but basically, all my savings are on the best uh, mm. possible, uh, you know, for me, it's, it's, there's no second best, as Michael yeah. Seller would say. So uh, when I think where I allocate my savings, I don't even have, a, you know, my mind doesn't comprehend any other option than, <laughs> than but, just save it in Bitcoin, basically. So. It makes sense, right? And you say you are irresponsible. Maybe you are actually quite responsible and quite rational in it. If you think about it, look, where, where to put your savings will probably... Exactly. And when I, when I... Where else? Yeah, when I consider it nowadays, you know, when you, know, when you see all the options that, you know, because... As we all know, we are Bitcoiners, right? You know, fiat is melting and we cannot just keep it in the bank account. And you have to, you know, all we could go more two or three hours just discussing um, all the mal investments that fiat money, you know, causes, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, when you consider again um, where to allocate your savings, uh, nowadays I, I don't even consider other options because it's so obvious that. Uh, uh, Bitcoin is the best saving instrument uh, that we can have, and you know, I just the only my only advice is just you know allocate the that money that you know you won't need for uh, at least four or five years, as it's, yep. it's the usual advice uh, because it's still volatile and it's going to keep being volatile. Yep. So just be careful on that. Um, and in my view, <laughs> it's the best savings instrument you have. So. No other option, really. So. No second best. Thank you so much <laughs> for being here, uh, Andre. This was a really, really nice and inspirational conversation. I'm really looking forward to come to Madeira. Thank you, Julian. See you there. Uh, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, stop the recording. This was awesome.